Brothers and sisters, be greeted in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and God's blessings be upon you all. And thank you so much for tuning in into today's word session. I pray that even as you listen to this word, this word edifies you, builds you up unto the stature of the measure of the fullness of Christ. Today, I want us to talk about the importance or the power of knowledge. The Bible says man is created in the image and according to the likeness of God. So you and I are created in the image and according to the likeness of Christ. I want you to imagine that when uh, when they design um, objects like a hand glove, a latex glove, they would design it in the likeness of a hand so that the hand... Uh, can wear a glove. So God designed man in his image and after his likeness so that man can wear God as a garment. Hallelujah. God designed us so that we can put on Christ as a garment. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Also, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. So when you put on Christ as a garment, you are putting on a, a garment of righteousness. So we are designed to wear God like a garment. And that is why when people look at you, they should see a dimension of God expressed in your life. Hallelujah. So wearing God like a garment is akin to having a fellowship with him. I don't know if you have noticed that when people get married, because of the fellowship they they have, they end up looking alike. The more time you spend with God, the more you're going to look more like him. But Essentially, you were designed from the manufacturing plant, which is God. God manufactured you, designed you so that you can put him or wear him like a garment. Hallelujah. That is why for the child of God, it is, it is inherent to live a beautiful life, a glorious life, because you are wearing a dimension of God, or you are rather wearing the fullness of God, but the the world is experiencing a certain dimension of God through your life. That is why it is also important as a child of God that as you grow and mature in the knowledge of Christ, you make it your responsibility to let people experience God in you. The Bible says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. So the earth is a legal ground that has that legal right to express the dimensions of God. Hallelujah. Now, when you wear God like a garment, it's like having a fellowship with him to an extent that you look like him. That is why when you receive the Holy Spirit, he comes upon you, but not only that he comes so that he can live in you. You receive the indwelling presence of God when you receive the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We live in an era of increased knowledge, both in the kingdom of heaven and also in the kingdom of darkness or in the world. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 12 verse 4, in the last days, 
knowledge shall be increased. And I believe we live in such a time. There's such a, there, there, there's such a vast uh, uh, um, di- distribution of knowledge. There's knowledge everywhere you go. In social media, you see vast uh, knowledge. You, 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 you end up being in a position of, of being unable to, to, to decipher which one is which. So you got to have a, a lot of discernment, even with the knowledge and the information that you consume. So we really live in the times where knowledge is increased. Hallelujah. So we live in the last days. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 to 17, it reads, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents a body of knowledge that has the capacity or the potency to regenerate a human spirit unto spiritual life or spiritual death. Now, God explicitly told Adam that he may freely eat of any tree. He may freely read of any newspaper. He may freely learn of every information. He may freely eat of or consume of any information. So he he gave him the freedom to eat of any tree in the garden, but not of them of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he was forbidden from consuming that quality or that body of knowledge, hallelujah, because that knowledge would, would reveal and unravel a certain dimension that at that particular time they were not ready for it because it does not only take them out of their promised land, but it also rips them out of or, or it takes also their inheritance it takes them out of their of their of their place of operation but not only that it also strips them off of their inheritance or birthright now that tree of the knowledge of good and evil God forbids them from eating it because he says if they eat of it, they will surely die. That is a quality or, 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 or that's that the potency of this knowledge that if they would eat of this tree, because I, tre- I said that tree, rip- the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents a body of knowledge that has the capacity or the potency to regenerate a, a human spirit unto spiritual life or spiritual death. Hallelujah. Now, God warned them that of that tree, of that knowledge, do not consume this quality of knowledge as yet. Now, let's establish a few truths about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Prophetically, a tree represents a person. Hallelujah. Now, Adam and Eve did not physically die after eating the fruit. Hallelujah. So the tree was not necessarily poisonous to the body, but the tree was poisonous to the spirit. Remember, I said that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a representation of a body of knowledge that sustains the potency or the capacity to regenerate a human spirit unto spiritual life or spiritual death. But in this instance, according to the Bible, when Adam and 
Eve ate of the tree, they did not die physically. So that tree did not sustain any toxic capacity or did not sustain any uh, toxic effects uh, to the physical life, so to speak. But the Bible had said that God told them that if they eat of that tree, they would surely die. God cannot go beyond his word. God cannot change his word. God and his word are one. So he told them that if they eat of that tree, they would surely die. But we still see Adam and Eve living in the garden, even after eating of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what we see is that after they ate of that fruit is that they died spiritually. So they ate of that tree that maintained and, 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 uh, um, transferred to them this spiritual knowledge that sustained the capacity to regenerate them spiritually unto spiritual death. Hallelujah. Now, after eating of that fruit, they died spiritually because we would still see them living in the garden because they received a body of knowledge from the serpent that regenerated their spirit, their, their spirit man to a sinful nature that resulted to their spiritual death. And I said earlier, prophetically, a tree represents a person. And in this, in this context, it would represent a teacher of this body of information, of this body of knowledge. So they listened to that teacher who is a serpent that was carrying this body of information. I'm saying this to say you cannot separate a person from their word. So even as though that the, uh, um, the author or, or rather the teacher, let, let's put it that way, the teacher of this information they were consuming was the serpent so the 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 serpent and the and and the coarse content cannot be separated so they consumed of spiritual information from that serpent hallelujah now the bible says in genesis chapter 3 verses 6 to 12 i will quickly read so when the women saw that the tree was good for food that it was pleasant for the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took off its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. They already had eyes. They needed not eat any fruit for their eyes to be opened. But now the Bible is opening us to a, a different realm of eyes, of their eyes being opened. Or, or the Bible is opening us into a different realm of, of their senses altogether because their eyes were already opened. But after they ate, of this tree or of this fruit from this tree it says their eyes were both opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings verse 8 says and they heard the sound of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord god among the trees of the garden verse 9 then the lord god called to adam and said to him where are you so he said i heard your voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and I heed myself verse 11 said and he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat the last verse says 
then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil displaced Adam and Eve from their position of executing their God-ordained purpose, which is dominating because God placed them in the garden so that they can be people of influence, they can be people of authority, they can be, they, they can be people who, who establish the governing influence of God so that the earth can be a mirror image of heaven. But now they were opened into another, uh, uh, or their, their spiritual senses were opened to another uh, kingdom or to another realm altogether. They were displaced from what God wanted them to see. Isn't it something that always happens to us that God wants us to see according to the perspective of scripture, but there'll be a, a, a deception that the devil continually feeds us to tell us that which God had told you is not going to come to pass. And the moment you believe a report that is contrary to what God has spoken over your life, you are being displaced from that position where God has placed you so that you can execute your God ordained assignment. I want to tell you today that if God had told you a word, just know his word is sure. It is yes and amen. Every word that God releases from his mouth is what he has purposed that he would do in your life. So the moment you're going to be listening to every deceit of the devil, you'll be displaced from your place of executing that dominion mandate of the kingdom. Adam and Eve were displaced from their position of executing their God-ordained purpose. As a result of what they ate, they died spiritually. Now, they could no longer have a fellowship with God. That is the greatest, uh, 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 um, that's, the, that's the greatest tragedy that can ever happen to anyone's life. A point where you cannot have a relationship, a vital relationship with God. Because when they died spiritually, they could not have that free flow of relationship with God. That is why God looked for them. He asked Adam, where are you? Because he's not used to this position being vacant. God has been calling you into that place of of prayer and studying and meditating on his word, but you are busy looking at everything else except for listening to his word, except for studying his word, except for praying unto him. God comes bearing these blessings that are due to you in the season, but he cannot find you in that position he has left you because you have been displaced because of the deceits that the devil has been feeding you over the time. He has been telling you that your God cannot hear what you have been asking from him or he will not provide that which you have asked for. Now he's asking, where are you? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So Adam and Eve ate. They died spiritually and they could not have a fellowship with God. Now, they, they were not wearing God as their garment anymore. So they had no spiritual co covering or canopy or whatsoever. They had no canopy of protection over their head. They did not have this helmet of salvation that I, I, I know we always say people do not lose their salvation. I want to tell you, if you would do that mistake of backsliding, you are not only going to feel condemned because the devil is going to condemn you, but you also feel the stuff 
stagnation that will come with you progressing slow and maturing slow in your spiritual life the moment you begin to step into your purpose again. But I just want to encourage you that if you have started to walk this way, walk, walk in this way, do not look anywhere else. Focus on the way. Run this race with endurance. Look unto Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of your salvation. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. So if you would just backslide, the devil knows that it will take you years to achieve that which would have taken you days or months. I want you to get this. I don't want to digress so much. Now, Adam and Eve did not have that spiritual canopy of protection. They started noticing their incapabilities and their lack. You see, the thing about spiritual death is that it starts exposing your nakedness such that you'd want to remedy the situation and start sowing fig leaves while your position is to dress and tend the garden because the position that Adam had, his job description was that tend and dress the garden. It was not that look for fig leaves and sow them to make clothes. You see, the thing is about spiritual death. It makes you focus on the wrong things at the right time. Spiritual death will not afford you the opportunity to listen to God so that you get a divine direction concerning your purpose. Um, spiritual death will make you look at all these things. You look at alcohol as drugs, as having multiple sexual partners and think there's something you are lacking, but no, it is only because there's spiritual death that is lingering that is crying around your life and you are not noticing it noticing it because you are spiritually dead and you do not have this relationship with God that is what spiritual death does and this is what the devil still wants to achieve even today he may not bring it in a way that we can easily recognize when he brings these kinds of attacks. Because even today, the attack is that you don't get to be in your position so that you execute that dominion mandate or that purpose so that you don't step into purpose. He doesn't want you to step into purpose. Now, Adam and Eve died spiritually here. They no longer had or wore God as a garment. They started noticing their nakedness, what they lack. Now they started to they started to be very skillful in trying to remedy the situation, and they started sowing fig leaves. Oh, hallelujah! God has called them to be people of of, of authority and dominion. They decide they want to be tailor, dressmakers. That is why. We have people whom God created for dominion and greatness. And these people are demon possessed. These people are demon oppressed. These people are afflicted by all kinds of diseases. These people are depressed. These people are anxious. These people are crippled by fear. They have identity crisis. And they, 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 they are sowing their own fig leaves by taking drugs, alcohol, sleeping around, you name it. But God is busy asking them where are you i don't know if this is a word for you today you may have backslidden because of the vicissitude of life god is asking you today where are you because there's a body of information you need to get to mature there's a body of information you need to get to mature so that when you step into that position of authority when the devil comes to tempt you when he comes to deceive you you know where to get him to get off. 
Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written. That's the power of knowledge. Power of knowledge is that it sets you on course for destiny. Not only that, it allows you to have a sharpened discernment. Jesus could discern when the devil was promising him things that would that would alter the, the trajectory of his, his life. He said to him, if you are a son of God, change these stones into bread. He knows how to do that. But he, Jesus knew something greater. He had a greater quality of knowledge. He said, for it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And this is the quality of knowledge that you and I should sustain in this end time. That even the Bible says that people that do know their God, they will be strong, but also do exploit. So their strength to, to overcome the deceits and the temptations of the devil in our day comes with us having a superior knowledge. The power of knowledge is that it sets us on course for destiny and purpose, but it also allows us to live a life that is is meaningful. It gives us the opportunity, the superior opportunity to discern the times. The Bible says of the sons of Issachar, they could discern the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. The power of knowledge. The power of knowledge. That it is knowledge that made Adam and Eve. It is a body of, of information, it is a body of knowledge that made Adam and Eve to lose their place of operation, their place of dominion. While God is asking, where, where are you? I know there might be someone who's listening to me on the other end and God is asking you, where are you? Because he wants you to be in that position where he can see you. You are growing in grace. You are growing in Christ. You are maturing in your spiritual capacity. Man, uh, 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 but, but, but even as you are displaced from where God has placed you, the devil is busy dishing you the wrong information in a buffet so that the royal priests can become beggars in the kingdom of, of God. That is the worst tragedy we have. We have people who, who are heirs of God, but they are living like slaves. The world uses every channel to maximize the power of lust. That is why every time you are consuming this body of knowledge, you are, you are consuming any kind of information. Ask yourself from who is this coming from? Because you may just be eating from a table that has been set by the devil for you to your destruction. There's so much intelligence that the devil has invested in the world. To make people drift away from God and maximize that power of lust. A person who was born a girl can, in a snap of a finger, become confused as to what gender God has assigned to her. Because there is a tree of the knowledge of evil that teaches people that the creation of God is confused. Yet the Bible tells us that God only rested on his works of creation when he saw that everything he had created was good. I've seen something alarming under the sun where the righteousness of God are so sin conscious. Because even today, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, 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 actually the tree of the knowledge of evil is still made by deception, of course, to look good for food, just as it did in the Garden of Eden. Some people have eaten of the fruit of this tree and they are awakened to their nakedness, to their fear, to their anxiety, to their depression, to their incapacity. Yet God has given you 
the ability to do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. This tree of the knowledge of evil has made others to be angry at God. When the real enemy is the devil, because of this, this knowledge of deception, because this evil knowledge, this knowledge of evil is, is by deception. It was deception that Adam and Eve were displaced from, their, from, from the presence of God, from their place of dominion and authority. People are angry at God when the real, the, the real enemy is the devil. An average young person will tell you their own story of what made them believe that God is non-existent. I was once there. I was once there. Because this tree blinds their eyes and it perpetually removes them from the presence of God. God is asking you today, where are you? Where are you? Because there is this body of information. There's this body of knowledge you need for your spiritual man to grow unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is this body of information you're going you're gonna to have to get in the season because you have a great destiny. There is this bread that you have to eat because your journey is great. God is saying to you today, get up and eat because your journey is great. Your journey is great. You are a person of greatness. He doesn't want you to be fed with deception every day, but he wants you to take up strength from his throne, strength from his word. Because the Bible says the people that do know their God, they will be strong and do exploits. Tonight, I'm sent to speak to people of greatness that you have been moved from that position. God is asking you, where are you? Because he wants to load you with the verities and the abilities of, of, of the Godhead that will shape the world and change the world around you. He just wants you to come back to that position of accessing this knowledge. This knowledge is power. The Bible says you receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It says you will be witnesses unto me to Jerusalem in, in Judea. And into all parts of the world. God does not want you to be a local champion. God wants to make you an international champion. But today he's saying come to that place of accessing this knowledge. He's saying close your ears from the deceits of the devil. Come and listen to the word. The Bible says for the earnest expectation of creature awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I know that you are the son of God. Now God is waiting for you to mature so that you take up responsibilities in the kingdom like a son. Because creation is waiting for you. Creation is waiting for you. There are innovations that are waiting for you. They have your name written on them. Up until you assume your position of dominion and leadership and authority, Come back to your original state. Come back to your original place where you'll be able to have the, the receptors to hear God. Come back to his presence. He's calling you. He's saying you do not need to take 
those drugs anymore that alcohol anymore. He's saying you do not need to be confused about your gender anymore. He's saying you don't need to be confused about where you are going for, for or in, the, in the future. He's saying you don't need to be a prostitute no more. He's saying, come, let me teach you. Let me teach you a secret. And this secret is in the body of information that is found in his word. But what I love about the potency of this information, it's not just an information. It becomes a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path so that you live an illuminated life, a life with divine direction, a life filled with your success, a life that is victorious, a life that is influential. God is calling you to come and drink from the well come and eat of the bread in his word men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mother of god he wants you to eat because your journey is great hallelujah hallelujah god is calling people of greatness in the season he wants you to assume your positions he's saying take positions take positions Take positions. I'm about to displace people. I'm about to send you out to the world. Stay in position. Stay in your position. Don't move. Don't move. There there is a secret I want to share with you. That says the spirit of the living God. Position yourself in this season. Because God is taking you to your place of influence. That is your land overflowing with milk and honey. Brothers and sisters, I cannot wait to see you stepping into your positions of greatness, stepping into purpose and stepping into destiny. Until we meet again, Christ is revealed today. And I pray that as you are revealed, you are having the revelation of Christ, your identity is unveiled. You are a person of greatness. That's the unveiled dimension that should come to you today. May the Lord bless you. I'll see you again. Shalom.